Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Amen. What a wonderful day already. Uh, and now we're going to enter Acts chapter 27, the book of Acts chapter 27. Uh, and congratulations to this whole section over here for uh, Gary's baptism and then Alonzo. What a great thing to see. Alonzo's been with us for so many years. Uh, need to see their next steps and praise the Lord for that. Uh, and it's a perfect day for a picnic. Yes, perfect time to say amen right there, right there. Perfect weather. Uh, it's going to be gorgeous weather today. Uh, now, in contrast, Paul's traveling to Rome, uh, and it's anything but in Acts chapter 27. I want you to take note of the locations that they stop, but then uh, the people that are involved. It's Julius, the centurion that's uh, in charge of uh, Paul as a prisoner to get him to Rome. Uh, and so, uh, the location of the journey, the people involved, uh, but then notice how the weather worsens. Look at verse number one. And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, I appeal unto Caesar, uh, unto Caesar shalt thou go. Uh, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners under one name. Here he is, Julius, a certain uh, a centurion of Augustus's band. Uh, and entering into a ship of uh, Adramitium, we launched, meaning to sail by the coast of Asia. They're headed to uh, Italy. They're, they're sailing by the coast of uh, Asia. Uh, one Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. Uh, and the next day we touched at Sidon. And so you're going to see they're traveling, they're traveling by boat, traveling by boat. And Julius courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go into his friends to refresh himself, kind of a house arrest here at this time, other times shackled in dungeons. And when we had launched from thence, we sailed under, here's another location, Cyprus, but here uh, the wind, the, the weather starts whipping up because the winds were contrary. Say that, because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia, and there the centurion, Julius, found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy. He put us therein, and when we had sailed slowly many days, and scarce were come over against Snidus, the wind not suffering us. And so it's worsening. That weather is worsening. The wind's contrary to us, and now the wind not suffering uh, uh, us. We uh, sailed under Crete over against Salmoni, and uh, hardly passing it, came into the place which is called the Fair Havens, ironically, uh, nigh uh, whereunto uh, was the city of Lycia. Uh, now, when, uh, uh, when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous. Don't miss these weather updates, these uh, weather updates where uh, the wind was contrary to us, and then uh, verse 7, uh, the wind not suffering us, and, uh, and then uh, verse 9, uh, when the sailing was now dangerous. Look at verse 10. Uh, and he said unto them, Paul said, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt, much damage, not only of the lading of the ship, but also of our own lives. Nevertheless, Julius, the centurion, believed the master and the owner of the ship uh, uh, more than those things which were spoken uh, by Paul. And so, uh, uh, because uh, the haven, not commodious to winter in, the more part, the majority opinion was, uh, let's press on, verse 14, but not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind, verse 14, a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. It starts out with, with the wind being 
uh, contrary to us, verse 4, and then uh, the wind not suffering us, verse 7, and then uh, the sailing being dangerous for us, verse 9, and then Paul kind of uh, out of the blue saying, hey, I perceive that the ship's going down, we're all going to die there. Uh, In verse number 10, uh, and now we see how bad it is that tempestuous wind called Euroclidon, kind of a hurricane. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up under the wind, we let her drive. And so we were driven, 17, 18. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest. Is anyone getting seasick yet? Tossed exceedingly with a tempest. Verse 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest that Euroclidon lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Now, uh, look at the rest of it. We're going to spend three weeks here. Uh, The rest of it, verse 40, the end of it. Uh, And when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea and uh, loosed the rudder bands and uh, hoist up the mainsail to the wind and uh, made toward the shore. And falling into a place where two seas met, they rammed the ship aground. And the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable but the hinder part was beaten to death. Uh, the hinder part was broken with the violence uh, of the waves. You talk about a storm. Uh, Paul's traveling here. He's boarding a boat here. They're setting sail here. And now he's right in the middle uh, of a mess. I kind of want to give a meteorological uh, lesson today. Uh, all about storms. All about storms. And by the way, all of us will have storms. Storms are a normal part of life. Someone said, uh, we're either just coming out of, or about to go into, or are right in the middle of a storm. But relax, someone else said, all sunshine and no rain makes for a desert. And so uh, it's not a bad thing all the time for, for there to be a storm, but, but let's look at it. Let's study it out. And first, let's look at the categories, the categories uh, of storms. I think they divide into four. First, uh, there are some Savior-planned storms. Uh, there are some Savior-planned storms. I think of Paul's thorn in the flesh. Uh, when God said, uh, no, I'm going to leave that thorn in the flesh, my uh, grace is made perfect. Uh, my strength is made perfect. My, my grace is sufficient for thee. That's a Savior-planned storm. Uh, I think also about Joseph when his brothers hated him. Uh, they could not speak peaceably unto him. They sold him. Potiphar uh, imprisoned him, enslaved him. For uh, some 14 years, there were storms. Uh, and then when Joseph's, Joseph meets his brothers again, he said, Uh, You meant it for evil. I get that. Uh, You had hatred in your heart. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. A Savior plan storm. Second category. Uh, At times, there's satanic attacks. Uh, At times, there's satanic attacks. I think about uh, Job when uh, uh, Satan said, Death Job, fear God for naught. Uh, You've hedged him in, protecting him. You've blessed him, but uh, stretched forth your hand to touch him and, uh, and uh, hit him, and uh, he'll curse you to your face. To your face. Uh, and, and, and the Lord said, okay, go ahead. I'll lower that, that hedge of protection and uh, have at it. Ha- have at it. Uh, and so sometimes they are, there are satanic 
uh, attacks. Uh, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil, uh, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Categories, categories. There's some uh, Savior plan attacks. There's some, there's some uh, uh, Savior plan storms. There's some uh, satanic attacks. Uh, And there's some situational storms, number three. Just situational storms. Uh, The fact that we live in a fallen world. Uh, The fact that we interact with sinful men and we are sinful men and women. Hey, that's going to create storms. In fact, John uh, 16, the Lord said, In the world ye shall have tribulations. Uh, ye shall have, you're going to have. Think it not strange, beloved, concerning the fiery trial, the storm, uh, which are to try you. So, uh, some strange thing happened unto you. We're going to have storms. Uh, whether they're Savior planned storms, whether they're uh, satanic attacks, whether they're uh, merely situational storms. Uh, but here this morning, uh, in Acts 27, a lot of it was self inflicted storms self-inflicted storms. If I categorized uh, all the storms that I've been through, and I think that uh, if you think in your mind the ones you've been through, uh, so many of them were self-inflicted storms. They brought it on themselves. They didn't have to sail through this. Uh, They brought it on themselves. They didn't have to weather this. Remember Paul going to Jerusalem, the disciples through the Spirit said, don't go. Uh, And then uh, Agabus the prophet said, The Holy Ghost said, don't go. Uh, Paul went anyway, and that was the start of all of the mess that he's in uh, now. And so uh, we started out with uh, categories of storms, but then look next at the causes, the causes. uh, 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 What makes their weather worse? Uh, What made their weather worse? And so we have categories, uh, but then we have causes, and uh, some things make the weather worse. Uh, worse, for them, they took the wrong counsel. Write it down. For them, they took the wrong counsel. Paul uh, didn't listen to the disciples who through the Spirit said. Uh, Paul uh, didn't listen to Agabus who said, the prophet, uh, the Holy Ghost said. Uh, And now Julius, Julius is taking the wrong counsel uh, too. Look at verse 10. Uh, Paul warns them uh, not to sail, said unto them, uh, sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, uh, not only of the lading of the ship, but, but also of our own life. Paul said, don't go. Uh, but, verse 11, nevertheless, Julius, the centurion, believed the master and owner of the ship uh, more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Boy, listening to the experts, listening to, to that owner uh, of the ship. And I think the first thing to note is he was listening to ungodly or godless counsel, Julius was. Uh, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel uh, of the ungodly or someone that's not connected uh, to the Lord, uh, who he was listening to, who he wasn't listening to. Uh, He was listening to the experts more than he was listening uh, to Paul. Hey, they had a choice. Listen to the peers or listen to Paul. Uh, Rehoboam had a choice when he took the, took the kingdom. Uh, Rehoboam had a choice. Hey, listen to the young men, the cool guys, those, those peers around him. Uh, or listen to the older men. Uh, he had a choice. He made the wrong choice, uh, and he split the kingdom in half. And, and when you take the wrong counsel, the weather only gets worse. The weather only gets worse. A man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. 
He that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise, but they took the wrong counsel. Put down number two. They trusted the wrong consensus. They trusted the wrong consensus. And so, not only did they take ungodly advice, they also listened to majority opinion. And so, ungodly advice, the weather's getting worse. And then, the majority opinion. Look at verse 12. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the majority advised, the more part advised, to depart thence also. And so, not only did they take the wrong advice, they followed the majority opinion. The owner of the ship, the master of the ship, said, ignore Paul, listen to me. They took the wrong advice. But then when they took a straw poll, boy, the majority said, rather than, what does the Word of God say? How is the Holy Spirit leading? How is God moving in our hearts? What does my spiritual counsel say? And can I say this? The majority of times, the majority opinion is wrong. Okay, in the Bible, the majority of times, the majority opinion uh, is wrong. Case in point, hey, Noah, uh, Noah preaching that the world's going to end, rain's going to come, build a boat. Hey, Noah's preaching that. Uh, there's only eight people that said, oh yeah, we agree with that. Uh, the rest of the world said, you're crazy, Noah. No way uh, that's going to happen. Hey, the majority of times, the majority opinion is wrong. I, I think about uh, when they were surveying Canaan, 10, uh, uh, 12 men went to spy in Canaan. 10 were bad and 2 were good. Uh, 2 said, let's go up at once. God's going to deliver this uh, land into our hand. Uh, but uh, 10 of them said, no, uh, every city is walled up to heaven, overstatement. Uh, and uh, all of them are giants, overstatement. Uh, and we're like grasshoppers in their sight, uh, overstatement. And that majority opinion ended up discouraging, discouraging the entire nation uh, of Israel. Hey, don't get nervous when the majority of society says the Bible's wrong. Don't get nervous. Hey, don't get nervous when the majority of society says morality is antiquated. Hey, don't get nervous when the majority of society says, hey, truth is relative. Hey, don't buy into the majority opinion and don't buy into wrong advice. Exodus 32 says, 23 says, thou shalt not follow a majority. Thou shalt not follow the multitude to do evil. Why? Because in the latter days, at latter days, perilous times shall come for men. The majority of men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, and on and on and on. And the weather is getting worse. The weather is getting worse because they took the wrong counsel. The weather is getting worse because they trusted the wrong consensus. But now number three, the weather is going to get worse when you're testing the wrong criteria. You're testing the wrong criteria. Look at verse number 13. And when the south wind blew softly, boy, testing the wind. Uh, should I do this or should I do that? Testing 
Uh, does anybody have any idea what this is? And so uh, they're, they're testing, is, is that too old for all of us? But anyway, uh, testing the when. Uh, look at the circumstances and uh, look at the pay scale and uh, look at, I, I've always wanted to do that and uh, look at all the uh, external circumstances. Hey, it's going to be easier there. Why they're testing the wrong criteria. Uh, how much does it pay? How easy is it going to be? How much better uh, will that be? And so the categories of storms, we looked at that. Uh, and then uh, the causes uh, of their storms, what made their weather worse? Uh, we, we looked at that. Uh, put down number three, some of the crazy responses that we have uh, when we're in the middle of a storm, the, the crazy responses that they had. Is anybody still with me so far? Uh, the storm's getting worse, the storm's getting worse, the storm's getting worse. Uh, look at the crazy responses. Uh, what you do when you're in the middle of the storm has everything to do with whether you walk out of the storm or whether you go down with that storm. Walk calmly through the storm. It's normal. Hey, walk calmly through the storm. Uh, it's a natural part uh, of life. Uh, and so their crazy responses, number one, they drifted with the circumstances, just kind of drifting, pulling up anchor and uh, taking the path of least resistance. They, they drifted with the circumstances. Look at verse number 15. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And men, you know you're in trouble anytime we let her drive. Anyway, I'm just kidding. And uh, uh, just, just relax, relax. But, but, but they're just drifting, they're drifting, they're drifting. Whichever way the wind blows, whichever way the wind blows. And we're not to be children that are tossed to and fro with every wind, just kind of drifting in our life. Hey, if there's ever a time you should be intentional, proactive, uh, you should be uh, assertive with your next steps, uh, it's in the middle of the storm. If all you're doing is floating downstream, drifting when the wind is tossing, boy, uh, drifting uh, with your circumstances, uh, it's a crazy response, a crazy response to your storms. Uh, someone put it this way, Sometimes we sail with the wind, sometimes we sail against the wind, but sail we must. Sometimes we walk forward in great weather. Sometimes we walk forward when problems are all around, but walk forward we must. And so if you're in the middle of a mess, it's a crazy response to just kind of drift, just kind of drift, just kind of uh, uh, follow that flow, follow uh, that uh, flow. But then number two, they discarded what was critical. Uh, they discarded what was critical. They drifted with their circumstances, but then crazy responses. Boy, I, I don't know if it's a health test or a job situation or a I don't know what it is for you. I know we all go through it. Uh, crazy responses in it would be just kind of drifting. Uh, crazy responses in it would be discarding what is critical. Look at 18. And we being exceedingly tossed with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands, we're the ones that did this, the tackling of the ship the sails. 
the riggings, uh, that which was necessary in order to sail. Uh, we were offloading things that were uh, necessary for us to be able to continue to sail, not just drifting with the circumstances, but also uh, discarding what is critical. And don't you see Christians do this all the time? You see them do it all the time when they're disrupted. They're disrupted, and so they stop reading their Bible. A great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You stop reading your Bible, you're going to make that storm worse. Financial struggles. Well, the first thing I need to do is uh, get rid of that tackling and get rid of the things that are necessary. I'm going to stop tithing. I'm going to stop giving uh, to the Lord and uh, living generously. I'm going to basically close up the windows of heaven. Uh, Basically say, hey, I can do a better job with my finances, God, than you can uh, with my finances. They're discarding what is critical. Christians do this all the time. Uh, when they get crazy busy or uh, working overtime or uh, the job's never ending, then I'm going to stop going to church. I'm going to uh, lessen my attendance to church. Uh, and things just compound, that, that, that snowball effect, that, that, that weather absolutely making matters worse. And so we looked at categories of storms. We looked at causes, what makes the weather worse, and uh, um, um, uh, or, or, or uh, uh, um, and crazy responses now uh, to the storms, the drift with the circumstances, the discarding uh, what is critical. Put down number three, ultimately they'll despair and lose courage. They'll despair and lose courage. Look at 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, can you imagine? Paul has gone through so much already. Does anyone agree with that? It was bad enough when he was on land and people were stoning him and beating him and scourging him and uh, attacking him and slandering him and critical of him. Hey, it was bad enough when he was on land. Uh, Now that he's being transported by boat, uh, he's in the middle of a Euroclidon, a tempestuous wind that's beating their ship to death. Uh, And they're despairing and losing courage. Look at verse number 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. All hope that we should be, taking, uh, that we should be saved was then taken away. Uh, some in, in here this morning, maybe at that point where, where you're feeling like all hope's gone. All hope's gone. Hey, when our hope is gone, help is on the way. Our God is a very present help in storms, a very present help in times of trouble. And so if you're putting up your hands in surrender, lift them a little higher and worship to our Lord. When your knees buckle and you fall flat, hey, fall flat in prayer to our God who's in control of all the weather, all of the storms. And so, all hope's gone, all hope's gone that we should be saved. No, it's after that uh, that they find out God is still involved and still in control. Uh, The American Red Cross tells us how to prepare for storms. They uh, talk about, especially hurricanes, having a personal uh, uh, evacuation plan, okay, if a hurricane hits or 
a tornado hits, what are you going to do? And then uh, assembling a disaster supply kit, making sure you have this and bandages and, uh, and, and different things. And, and then uh, prepare for those high winds, those high winds. We had them the other day. Uh, prepare for those, those high winds. Uh, preparation, preparation for uh, the storm. Uh, maybe the first time you felt uh, the whipping of the wind was at a graveside. We're at a hospital bed, in a divorce proceeding, or at your last day at work. Maybe the words, I'm leaving, was the first flash of lightning that you saw. Or, or words like, this is your last day, we're laying off. That was the first flash of lightning that you saw. Maybe the doctor's words, irreversible, cancer, Boy, that's when you realize you're right in the middle of a storm. How do we prepare for those times? Uh, uh, Paul, in verse 21, look at it. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me. I, I like how Paul couldn't help himself. Told you, told you. But look at it. Uh, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and have not loosed from Crete and have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. Why is he calm? Why is he centered? For, because, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and who I serve. There stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. His centeredness, his calmness. Boy, everyone else was, was panicking and making wrong moves. Everyone else was throwing off the riggings and the sails. And everyone else was despairing for hope. But Paul's centeredness, his centeredness was in, number one, recognize the presence of God recognize the presence of God. Recognize the presence of God. I'd rather go through a storm with God than have perfect weather by myself. I'd rather go through hard times with God than have comfortable times all alone. Boy, recognize the presence of God. Recognize the presence of God. I'd rather go through that fiery furnace with God than, than to have the heat turned down and have everything perfect and comfortable all by myself. And it's not just me. The three Hebrew boys, when that oven was opened, they were loosed. The fire only burned their, their bindings. The fire only was used to free them. Uh, and they were walking around. They didn't come out. They didn't run out. They didn't try to escape the fire. Uh, but uh, there was a fourth man like unto the Son of God uh, that was walking with them. They'd rather walk with God in the fire uh, than to walk by themselves uh, when the temperature uh, is turned down. Keep in mind, uh, God doesn't always save us from the fire. Many times, God simply shelters us in the fire. God doesn't always save us from the storms. Uh, many times, God simply shelters us in the storms. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm not going to panic. I will fear no evil. I'm not going to run. 
I will fear no evil. Why? Because I recognize the presence of God. For thou art with me. I like Isaiah 41 when, uh, fear thou not, for I am with thee, God said. Uh, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. That may be the Holy Spirit of God whispering to your heart this morning. Some of us need that today. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I'll strengthen thee, I will help thee, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I think about Isaiah 43, verse number 2. When thou passest through the waters, storms are normal. Verse number 2, when thou passest through the waters, fiery trials, hey, they're normal. But when thou passest through the waters, recognize I will be with thee. And so how do we stay centered? How do we walk calmly through a storm? Number one, recognize the presence of God. Put down number two. Put down number two. And this is a sermon because we're all going to have storms and fiery trials. We're all going to have them. All of us are going to have them sooner or later. You're just coming out of one or brace. You're going to go into one or you're right smack dab in the middle of one. And during that time, recognize the presence of God. Put down number two. Remember the providence of God. Remember the providence of God. Look at our text again, verse number 24. There stood by me this night the angel of God, the angel of the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, uh, the Lord whose I am, whom I serve, saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. Hey, Paul, you're not going to die here. I have bigger plans for you. Hey, Paul, you're not going to drown here. Don't you remember what I've called you to do? Did you forget about that? Hey, don't you realize it doesn't matter how bad it gets, how uh, 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 raging that wind is, how many uh, lightning bolts flash across your sky. My will is to bring you before Caesar, to bring you uh, to Rome. It's almost like the disciples when the Lord put them in that boat. Uh, and he says, we're going to go to the other side. Uh, and then that, that storm of a lifetime on the Sea of Galilee raging, they panicked. And then when the Lord came walking, it's a ghost, we're scared to death. Uh, and, and then finally the Lord had to calm them. He had to calm them. He was in the boat uh, with them. Well, recognize the presence of God. Remember the providence of God. Uh, what God promised, he will fulfill. What God promised, uh, he will fulfill. Uh, The Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storms. I don't have to check the wind to see how's it going. Boy, I wonder how's the bank account doing? How's the finance? How's the job? How's the career? Do people love me, hate me? Or uh, uh, the relationship, the the, the, uh, things going on around me? No, what we need to do during a storm is uh, recognize the presence of God. uh, Remember uh, the providence of God. And then number three, relax in the promise of God. Relax in the promise of God. Look at 25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Say that with me. I believe God. Say it with me. I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. I believe God. I think about that that hymn. The second verse says, standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living Word of God, I shall prevail, standing on the promises of God. 
Well, pastor, I haven't been in a storm. I'm 18 years old. I'm 20 years old. Hey, just yeah, give, it, give it a minute. Give it a minute. Give it time. Uh, I, I, I'm not in that rough weather. Uh, most say that if you don't prepare before the storm, it can be too late at times when you're in the middle of the storm. Boy, we need to prepare ahead of time. We need to prepare before that storm ever comes. The South Florida Sentinel wrote this about hurricanes. The winds are blowing. The streets are deserted. The hurricane is making landfall. And if you've waited until now to prepare, it's too late. It's too late. And so maybe you never have ever felt uh, one whipping of the wind, never seen uh, one flashing of the lightning, booming uh, of the thunder. Maybe your ship has never been rocked. It's going to someday. It's going to someday. Uh, God sends the sunshine on the just and the unjust. He pours the rain out on the, the, the just and the unjust. Hey, those days will come. Uh, one event happened to them all. There's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. We're all going to go through it someday, uh, and we need to make sure that we've already prepared by recognizing the presence of God, by uh, remembering, remembering the providence, the purpose of God, and by resting on the promises uh, of God. And so, uh, I don't know how your weather is this morning. Uh, you don't necessarily know how my weather is this morning, but I do know the answer to the weather is not running from it not running from it. It's not dying in the middle of it. It's learning to walk calmly all the way through it by recognizing His presence, by remembering His providence, and by resting in, resting in the promises of God. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.